Well, welcome to Hot Topic. Uh, I'm Pete G, and coming towards the end of the year as we are this year, I've been having a look back at some of the memorable interviews that we've been doing during the course of the past year. And one that uh, stands out amongst probably the, one of the most notable and um, is a project which is still um, very much um, on everyone's lips in the area. And that is, of course, the Paraparamu Airport, having been sold um, two years ago now to the Templeton Group. And everybody still actually wondering, having not seen uh, much happen in the way of uh, anything in actual fact. The odd plane coming in now and again, um, making people look to the skies where otherwise um, there hasn't been any reason to look up there at all, actually, except to see if the sun's up. So um, tonight I thought we would once again uh, revisit Chris Timpson, who's with me from Templeton Group. And hi, Chris. Thank you to, um, for coming back on the program. And... Um, yeah, the whole issue of the airport is one which is still very much full of emotion and it, it, it was actually epitomised um, a month or so ago now with the um, Electra Trust um, breakfast that they meeting that they have with uh, local business people um, and obviously this time it was the discussion on the airport. One of the things I noticed looking at that was you had decided on the, uh, to turn up at that meeting on a ZoomTube link. And I was wondering why you did that rather than actually arrive in person. Was there a particular reason for that? Yeah, I was in lockdown. Oh, okay. very, very <laughs> that's simple. a very good reason. I could not yeah. get out of lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that meeting, um, as I said, um, was very much full of emotion, and the people that um, are a fairly sizable and very, very vocal group against pretty much anything happening to the airport were full on full song um, with all their um, objections against YM, etc. And basically... I think now, um, looking at the whole thing, um, you know, under a microscope, it's getting to the point where people are actually thinking, well, what is actually, or when is probably more to the point, when are we actually going to hear what is actually likely to happen? And so now, Chris, I'm going to ask that question on behalf of everyone. Absolutely. Look, look forward to that question. Mm. So, um, yeah, what, what, where are we at now? Yeah, so... When we, when we arrived two years ago and we purchased the majority of top properties around New Zealand, uh, Kapiti Airport was part of that. It came as the package. Mm. It wasn't like we came and we just purchased the airport by itself. So it was mm. a, a very sizable property deal at mm. the time. Probably New Zealand's largest uh, unsolicited property deal. Uh, uh, where we are at, we are two years into it, We've been doing a lot of due diligence. When when you've got such a sizable site of 110 hectares, mm. you need to understand the site. You, we've been doing a lot of soil testing, doing a lot of uh, understanding traffic movements, understanding demography. It's important to undo, uh, uh, look at where people are coming from, what the, what they're wanting. And I've spent a lot of time in the community talking, listening, mm. uh, meetings, uh, and we're now at the sort of situation of we've formed some very strong opinions and views as to what is actually needed here. Mm. With regards to that, 
we're still running a fully functioning airport. Uh, we were very careful when we arrived to not throw the baby out of the bathwater because everyone tells us that it, it's, it's the airport's a goer. What we've discovered is that uh, the likes of Air Chathams were meant to be doing three flights a day. They cut it down to one flight a day, well before even COVID was known about. Mm. They cut it right back. And it's not Air Chatham's fault. Mm. It was carpeted people were not using the airport. Mm. We have been very careful not to use COVID as an excuse. So yep. we've not used in any of our conversations about COVID numbers because that's irrelevant. Mm. The numbers of people using the airport were going down since Air New Zealand left. Mm. Uh, Air Chathams hadn't turned it around. Again, it's not their fault. Mm. Uh, it really is people not using it. And the mm. old adage of, you know, use it or lose it mm. comes to mind. And here we are two years later. Yep. And, and no one's wandered in and said, hey, have we got a deal for you? Mm. Air Chathams haven't come to us and said, well, because Auckland route, and they're only doing the Auckland route, is not working, we'll start flying into Christchurch, we'll start flying into Nelson, we'll start flying into Dunedin, mm. we'll start uh, flying into Northland, we'll start flying to Hamilton, we'll start flying to Gisborne, we'll start flying to Napier, we'll start mm. flying to Talpo. They haven't approached us or any of that because none of those routes are economical. Yeah. Uh, and the route to Auckland is being heavily subsidised by the ratepayer through mm. the $500,000 loan that the mm. uh, Air Chathams took, which... Uh, was reported in the newspaper by Dwayne Emini uh, that uh, we've put that in our rainy day fund uh, and offsetting our interest costs. Now, I'm sure a lot of carpentry businesses would love to have $500,000 from sure. rate power from mm. KCDC to put into their bank mm. accounts mm. and offset the interest costs at the moment. So mm. that's the reality and that's the situation. Mm. Here we are at the end of that process. Yeah. Okay. So um, has the, at this point been any discussion between yourselves and KCDC? Funny you should say that. Uh, KCDC uh, have been out there saying all these things about the long-term plan that, that they need a fully functioning airport for Kapiti to survive. Mm. We've reached out a number of times. There's been no engagement around the numbers. There's been no engagement around what would work or what not would work. There's been no engagement at all around the practicalities mm. there's been a lot of com a lot of conversations about us but nothing to us that's the, i mean that's surprising because i mean i around about the time that we did this interview i i talked to a couple of selected um councillors and one of the things obviously that's on their agenda is a, a projected growth of the area and how yeah. much people in the way of, um you know over the next five or ten years how many yeah, that's right. new people are coming 30, 000, into the 30, area 000, yeah that's people. a lot yeah. that's, and where are they going to put them and i mean i i'm sure i've got on my notes here that we discussed the fact that if um if the situation was likely to result in the airport or not necessarily all of it, but certainly a big portion of it used for housing, then that would be a solution for KCDC for where quite a, a large number of yes. those people could potentially go. Yeah, and, and the thing is that you look at, you look at KCDC and uh, particular the senior managers uh, there, that they're all spouting that we've got 30,000 people arriving. What they're not doing is where are they going? Yes, it, it is. It is. They say they've got the room. Mm. Well, we're struggling, and and technically you can put around about ten thousand people on this site, which is not is not intense. It's medium yes. density. Yeah. 
where are you putting the other 20,000? Yeah. Because if you don't put anybody on this site, where do they go? Yeah. And, then, and then you get into a whole situation of the realities of uh, congestion et al. Mm. versus how do you look at us and have those sensible conversations? Whereas the leaders around KCDC, I'm not talking about the politician, mm. I'm talking about mm. that, that management side, are saying at a regional level, yeah. where are we putting the people? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Where are yeah. we putting the people? Yeah. Uh, and and that's something that has to be answered today, otherwise they're a disservice to the coasters mm. in the next twenty years. Yeah. 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 It's like they're avoiding the whole issue, um, which from what I can gather looking at other areas that are dealing with the housing situation in this area, that, that's exactly what they're doing there as well. Um, they're not even paying lip service. They're, they're skirting around the edge. And I mean, I, I can only speculate that the fact that you've now got all, I mean, it's almost like um, you know the um, midday at the OK Corral situation now, where you've got your forces lined up, looking at one another, yeah. and saying whoever blinks first is the one that shoots. And, you I, know? and I have to say, I think your your sort of uh, thinking around the OK Corral, the mm. listeners remember that. Yeah. Uh, uh, the standoff is that there's a war going on. Mm. From our perspective, yeah. there's no war. No, there is not. There, there is no, no war. It is, no. it is, we've been nothing but honest about the facts. Yeah. The facts are that there is an airline being subsidised heavily mm. for it to work. Carply people aren't using it. Yeah. And they've had to reduce the number of flights and they're not approached. And nobody else has approached us to fly all over New Zealand. Yeah. So yeah. there's one route to uh, Auckland once mm. a day yeah. that leaves at 7 in the morning and doesn't really turn until late that night, yes. uh, which means that if you're a business person flying into Carpety, you you fly in the morning. Mm. Uh, sorry, you land at night. You have to overnight, mm. and uh, and that and then you fly out in the morning. So how do you do business from seven thirty in the evening mm. till the seven a.m. flight the following morning? It yeah. means you have to spend two um, days. Two days. Yeah. And and so business people will make the decision not flying. Mm. They will go to. Wellington. Wellington drive up, and that's the choice. And the other issue you have is is why we're not at war with anyone. Is that we've started to notice that Palmerston North Airport is now heavily targeting their Facebook ads into Parapara Uma about flying oh. out of Palmerston North. Okay, and yeah. and so if you want to talk about a war, mm. the war is actually between Carpety Airport and Wellington Airport and and Palmerston North Airport, yeah. who are our competitors. Yeah. But we have no services to provide yeah. technically. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So yeah, and no one and no one's turning up to provide us with more planes and more services and yeah. more destinations and more routes. Yeah. That's the fundamental question. Yeah. Whereas, uh, uh, you know, the the politicians and uh, the uh, not all the politicians, some mm. of the politicians and some of the managers uh, in KCDC mm. think there's a war. Well, the war is not us. Mm. The battle is the thirty thousand people. Yeah. Because. What will happen is that people will go, well, I'm sick and tired of sitting in the, in the traffic. I'm sick and tired of who, who's making the decisions around here. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. As, I, as I calmly explained to a group yesterday, we're not adding the pressure. Mm. It's not us turning up and adding the pressure around people. Mm. The people are turning up. Mm. We're only a part of the solution, yeah. not the whole solution. No, you're not. And if, I mean, if the airport was the closest. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
from your perspective, I mean, after two years of ownership, and even probably before you got into that situation, mm. I know, I know that the the airport was a very nice um, cherry on top of the Todd cake, um, and the you know the potential of doing something with a greenfields development as opposed to taking over everything else. Yeah. Has got a huge amount of appeal to yeah, it, hasn't and, it? And it does, and it, and it, and it honestly does. It has mm. a huge amount of appeal. Uh, it's also a brownfield site. It's not because it does have infrastructure here. Yes. It does have a quite quite a number of things already um, yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but from from a if if you were to be a proud coaster here, you'd say, well, what's something that could be an international exemplar on creating a new town? Yeah. What, what is what is something beautiful? What is something amazing? Yeah. What is something we can be proud of? What is something that we want to go and live in yeah. and play in? What is something that we can actually bring the native wildlife into? Because yeah. right here, right now, yeah. I do every day keeping wildlife away. Yeah. I can't have trees. I can't. There's beautiful wetlands. I've yeah. got to stop birds flying into here. I've got yeah. to. Yeah. So this here is a big drain on anything that's to do with nature. Because yeah. we're not allowed to have nature in here yeah. because yeah. of planes. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, and and unlike most airports, which in New Zealand are away, or they're uh, got the sea at either end, mm. or they've got lots of land at either end, and they're away from uh, you know built up built up houses. Yeah, we're we're slap bang in the middle of a suburb. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's do a what if, yeah. and the what if Absolutely. is um, what if. KCDC, mm. in their wisdom, would decide to call you today and say, we now want to initiate discussions on infrastructure that, that need to be put in place for a housing development to go ahead on the mm. site right now. Okay. That, that what if would be a conversation that would take around about two to three years right. to get it done properly. Yeah, it's, I understand it's not going to... No, no, yeah. because yeah. the last thing you want to do is rush any of this. Yeah. That's the yeah. worst thing, and we're yeah. not advocating for that. No. But I, no. I'm not advocating no. for that to be done anything else but properly. The what if, if they were to turn up is, what's the aspirations? What, what's the aspirations for for here? Mm. What what do they want? Yeah. What what. Well, have you heard anything from anyone about well, based, that? Based on the long-term plan, there was nothing in there other than let's keep uh, viable, yeah. uh, viable airlines. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. But I mean, but but I mean, surely they must be facing the reality of the fact that I mean, my wife actually I just came up with her today yeah. driving up in the right. car, yeah. and she and she said to me, she said, the the Cavity Airport. Yeah. Um, and I had to remind you that the original land was actually taken over by the government in 1939. Yeah, it was bought, bought, bought yeah. from the families That's who right. owned it. So That's it was right. bought, bought by them under the Public Works yeah. Act. Yeah. And they were paid market price for yeah. their land. Yeah. So that's how it got to the situation, and then you had a subsequent owner who, then you had Todd's, and now you had the Templeton Group. So I, as I said to her, I said the the Maori aspect of it has been the, the family aspect of it. Yes, yeah, yeah the family aspect yeah. of it really has no factor in it at all anymore, that's, does not? That's well, it comes back to yes, the families do have do a large factor. Well, the the descendants of the families yeah have a huge aspect in what way in the way that. If the airport was to close and we were to do something, legally we have to offer the land back to the families. That's how the Public Works Act works. Because because they were paid at market price, right? 
the land, the first tip of the land has to be offered back to, well, firstly it has to be offered to any other government department if they've got use for it. Right. 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 And if, if a government department has use for it, mm. it then goes to be offered to the families. Okay. The families then have to pay us the current market rate. Right. So right. if the airport was to close today, they would have to pay us the value yes. of the land. Yeah. Because they got paid the value of the land sure. back in 1939. Yeah. It's, yeah. So that's the legal aspect yeah. of it. Right. Okay. So, yeah, um, this is actually something that Carl pointed out to yeah. me the other day, yeah. and it made me actually stop dead in my tracks because that was one fact I didn't actually know. And a lot of people don't understand that. So yeah. we, we know exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. And, and for us, the families or... Or if it's hapu, and mm. that's the bit we were working with hapu, yeah. uh, and and I won't talk in depth about that that relationship because that's private to us. Yeah. But it's how do we make that work? Yeah. For yeah. for the betterment of of both both the families and for yeah. for the wider hapu. Well, up until this point, I know for a fact that you've obviously had regular meetings, and I still re- regular meetings with these people. Um, what's their view on? future um, plans as far as you're concerned. I mean, how do they feel about um, part of the site being used for housing? Because that's private to okay. us and them, right. and we're in uh, conversations, okay. you'd have to ask them. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But it's a question that had to be asked. Though. Oh, that's yeah. a good, good question. Yeah. Because we're not a state-owned enterprise, we're not a government yeah. department, yeah. we're, we're a, uh, uh, a, a team a very tight knit as a, mm. as a group mm. and we respect that and mm. we value that and we don't have to yeah. answer those questions from a from a not a disrespectful way mm. but from a we respect our yeah. partners yeah. that we're working with yeah so. I mean you know right up until this point yeah. and still even what you've just told me yeah. taking everything into account common sense tells me that there Sitting right where we are right now is a answer to an enormous number of prayers in this area. Yeah. Everything's actually gone ahead and it's going ahead currently with the development of the motorway systems and, and transmission gully and everything else um, to make it much easier for people to get in and out of here. Yeah. Um, and even in spite of all the problems, um, this is a very desirable area and is becoming more so every day. People want to come and live here. And and, and, and the, the thing is that because of COVID, mm. uh, people are realising you can work from home yeah. and you can make teams yeah. work. And then and even even if you were to just you know, think 10 years in the future, yeah. you're going to have more and more people wanting to work from home mm. and you'll get more productivity as we learn how to do that. Mm. And people want to be next to the beach. People want to be, mm. you know, near somewhere where it's beautiful beaches Absolutely. and it's and it's a bit better climate actually mm. a lot better climate than mm. wellington mm. Uh, so so regardless of us mm. the pressure's coming on yes and and you're you're at the you're at the end of uh transmission gully yeah you know uh actually not even literally mm. Mm. and you're the next stop so yeah. that's part you know if the airport was to close we can be a big part of the solution not the whole solution but a big part but that's the conversation we, we as a community, need to have. Mm. However, we haven't been allowed to have that conversation mm. because uh, uh, politicians or, or, or uh, uh, candidates have gone out and said a whole lot of things without thinking things through. Yeah. And unfortunately, a whole lot of bunch of people paint themselves into a corner, mm. a corner we haven't painted anybody into because 
we've sat here patiently for two years running an airport mm. and no one's come and ridden mm. in to save it. The small number of enterprises that actually are working out of the airport currently, and I'm talking about, first of all, the helicopter service, yeah. which presumably, if um, it was to turn into a residential area, there would still be um, facility made for yeah, that to we're, stay. We're, we're actually talking about what a heliport facility yeah, would look yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately, if, if KCDC wanted to talk about air connectivity, mm. you talk about what does vertical takeoff and landing or helicopters look mm. like? What do uh, electric vertical takeoff mm. and landing look mm. like to get you to the to our competitors? Yes. Right. Yeah. People say, well, we can have electric planes, fixed wing electric planes. Yeah. The fixed wing electric planes still take up the same amount of room. Yeah. Right. But if there's there's no fixed wing electric plane that can take a number of passengers that will make it commercially viable. Yeah. They yeah. can do one or two seaters, which lasts an hour, yeah. and they're all still experimental. You're still yeah. fundamentally a long way away yeah. from that. And the issue you have is that we're not denying what the future looks like. You can't. It is what the future looks like. Yeah. But you haven't got the ability to develop around that when you're in a suburb. It's yeah. going to get more intense, yeah. more densified, as you just said, from these lots of people here. And you've got the competitors of Wellington and, and uh, Palmerston North yeah. who don't have that competitive pressure that we do. And the other thing, of course, too, is if it was to become residential, um, the Aero Club's got no option, but it would have to relocate somewhere. Well, the, the Aero Club, again, all they have is a lease, right? Mm. They've got a lease for another two to three years, and then mm. a right of renewal for six years after that. Yeah. And, of course, the right of renewal can change depending on what we do. Yeah, yeah. All they have is a lease, yeah. And their lease is $19,000 a year. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's not like uh, they own anything here. Yeah. They're a lease. Yeah. Uh, and we're happy to have conversations with them if the airport was to close. Yeah. And, of course, the other thing, and this came up in our last conversation yeah. too, the fact that um, there's a substantial cost that's going to be incurred within the next couple of years yes. of upgrading the runway. Yeah, so in about approximately four years, and I'm having it resurveyed at the uh, at the moment, mm. is that the, the runway has to be replaced mm. legally. Mm. Uh, there's no way around it. Mm. Uh, the cost back in 2016 when it was last valued was $5 million. Mm. So I'm having it revalued because obviously costs mm. and equipment have gone up yeah. uh, to find out what that real cost is because that then goes on top. Yes. of trying to run an airport with, yeah. you know, in, a, in effect, one commercial plane a day yeah. that I earn $102 from every day. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all I earn from Air Chathams. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really stack up, does it? Looking at the, um, at the other developments yes. that you inherited with the, um, yeah. with the Todd purchase, yeah. um, there's only one that I actually know of and have actually been to. I think that's Pegasus in, yes. in Christchurch. Yes. Um, and if you go there and have a look at how that um, has been put together, yeah. um, I have yet to see or even hear from one person that complains about either living in there or yeah. um, how it's how it's actually um, been put together. Mm. I know obviously each development is different, but would it be fair to say, looking at that, that if you were to go ahead and do something? Um, in the re in the uh, residential area, mm. that it could end up looking something like that. Uh, if 
If, well, Pegasus is quite different because we didn't develop Pegasus. No, I know. Uh, there's a lot of development that we're going to do there, yeah. and, and it's going to be amazing what we are. Yeah. Uh, and the, the difference between us, we actually deliver. We, yeah. we do. We've built a lot of things. And yeah. In fact, we've even built seven hotels over the past right. 20 years with Nigel. Uh, here, and, and I've been looking at the, the master planning that we're looking at, will be stunning. It will just be stunning. It will have, it will definitely have a, uh, a five-star hotel. It will have uh, a school, a health centre. The the quality of the development will be, yeah, will be very. We do very. If you look at our website, you'll see that we just mm. do really good quality stuff. Mm. Uh, but more importantly, and the exciting bit is that we can bring in wildlife. Yeah, we can then start to focus on the wetlands, which you can't see them because they're fenced off. The the the, the planes can see them, yeah. but we can then start bringing the wildlife by reverting the wetlands and making them beautiful. Right, and then if you can get uh, the birds flying between Kapiti Island and here and and the ranges, it will just be a stunning amenity yeah. uh, to not only the people who would live here if the airport was closed, but to the region. And also our real, our true, because you want to be aspirational, is to have something that is an international exemplar that, that people go, wow, that's the right way to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and something like Pegasus started 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, right. this will be very, very modern with regards to thinking how about wetlands, uh, water, uh, natives, native birds yeah. and the like, which yeah. wasn't so much on the agenda 20 years ago yeah i mean it's already been proven with the likes of no manu and mm. and what they've Good done point. already yeah. i mean I've, I've actually spent a bit of time talking to a number of people involved in wildlife as you yeah. probably have already as yeah. well um and it's interesting how the wildlife actually go about um fitting themselves into mm. the environment if, mm. it, if it fits in with their lifestyle. So yeah, and, and wildlife does fit in with the environment. You only have to look at Zealandia, that the ones that, you know, look at the yeah. kaka who are leaving Zealandia and fitting in around the environment. Yes. They've got the safe haven of Zealandia. Yeah. Yeah. Here, there is no safe haven for birds. No. We have to get rid of the birds every day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we have a variety of different means of getting right. rid of the right. birds. Right. And it's not, not much fun getting no. rid of birds when no. you actually want to encourage birds yeah, yeah. into an area where there's beautiful wetlands, yeah, yeah. which you can't use. No. It's crazy. It really it makes, it, makes it hard. So, okay, so um, bringing us right up to speed, right up to date, um, what's the way forward from here now? Uh, again, we're sitting here evaluating all of our options, mm. and if somebody turned up and said, Hey, we've got a whole lot of money. We've got all these ideas. Like, if the Safe Carpet Airport people said, "We've got all this stuff," would look at that seriously. Mm. But they've been going on now for a year and a half, and nothing's turned up. Yeah. They've got a beautiful, beautiful pictures, yeah. right? But Noel Robinson had beautiful pictures, mm. but didn't deliver on on any of it. Yeah. Uh, then we have to sort of have make some hard decisions about. Yeah. Well, is KCDC going to subsidise Air Chattons anymore? So. The, the public should be asking KCDC, are you going to pay more to Air Chathams to try to get them to do more? Because someone's got to pay for it somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. Um, so, but where to from here? Yeah. If nobody turns up with anything, what are we meant to do? Mm. We've got opportunity cost, and the opportunity cost is what else could we be doing with the land if it's not an airport? Mm. So that's kind of where we're at. So getting back to OK Corral situation yeah. and, and who, who draws first, I mean... Yeah. Uh, 
as I say, as you just said, a year and a half down the track, um, there's got to be a there's got to be a point somewhere where, where someone does actually blame. Yeah. So so yeah. two so two years down the track from owning it and uh, no, nobody's ridden into town to save us. Yes. Right. You get to a natural point of well, what do we do next? Yes, exactly. That, and that and that's the hard nosed reality. You go ahead regardless. Yeah, it's the hard nosed reality, yeah. and then and then you sort of say, well. We've, we've exhausted all the avenues. Yeah. No, one, no one can fault us for not exhausting the avenues. No, oh, right? no nobody. Yeah. Uh, we, we haven't rushed in. Yeah. We were told by uh, Save Carpenter Airport that we were closing it uh, uh, mid last year. Then we got told, they put up big billboards that we were closing at Easter, oh, that we're going to close it by Christmas. Yeah. And then they put big billboards up, we're going to close it at Easter last yeah. uh, this year. Yeah. We're now heading into Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so we can't, no one can say that we haven't right. sat here and waited right. and no one's doing it. All right, Chris, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate um, the fact that, uh, once again, um, I'm hoping, actually, that we don't have to go for another 12 months before (laughs) I can come back and actually start having a look at what's going on here and say, well, this is amazing. It was a long long journey to get here, but look at what's happening, you know. Well, that was uh, Chris Simpson from the Templeton Group that uh, are the owners of the Paraparamu Airport. Uh, talking about the possibilities of um, what's likely to happen on the site um, in the future. So uh, that's our show for this week. Uh, Next week we'll be back with a roundtable like we did last year, uh, meeting with some people that have been active in the community over the past 12 months, and we'll be sitting down having a bit of a roundtable and a Merry Christmas chat to them uh, which will finish off the year that'll be our last broadcast uh, for the year so um, thanks for listening and we'll catch you back at the same time next week this program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website thank you New Zealand On Air